We are live with another edition of SEC Tavern Talk, and I'm glad to be here, even though the Braves are in the middle of a, a big game going on, but it's okay. we got a good lead, so we're going to start this show off. Um, joining with me today is my co-host, Rob. What's going on, Rob? Hey, I'm just glad the Braves went in and got out of that inning. <laughs> Ready to talk some football now. I can relax a little bit. And, of course, our former producer is back again, James. What's up, James? What's up, what's up, what's up? Yes, sir. And back from Season 1, uh, Mr. KB Kevin Briggins, uh, the 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 um, former destroyer of LeBron fans um, <laughs> in Season oh, 1. Oh, I'm still current. I still currently destroy LeBron fans. Okay, still current, yeah. yeah. Hey, Briggins, J.R. Thompson. I'm going to need you to talk to my boy Jonathan because he is high on LeBron all the time. And I'm like, bro, bro, come on. I mean, this thing, you can be high on LeBron. Just don't say he's the GOAT, right? You can say, hey, right. LeBron is great. He's top five all time. He's number two all time. And I'd be like, okay. But the minute you start saying he's the GOAT, that's a different measuring stick. <laughs> Straight <Yeah>. up. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. All right. Well, so uh, Briggins, um, it's been a while since we talked to you. Uh, you don't still do the crown, do you? No. Um, shortly after I started that, I decided to go back to school, and I just didn't have the time to maintain both. So I, I, I dropped sports podcasting for education for a little bit. So. Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. As as uh, James over there takes a big swig of a uh, sriracha. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I was wondering if you guys were gonna notice. Every once in a while, I don't know what it is, but I just I get a little bit of craving, you know, and like I'll just I'll sip on it, like you know, like straight, like I'll I'll just squirt a little squirt in my mouth, you know, <laughs> like okay, something Dude. to keep a little flavor. And, and, and you don't see this as a problem, no, <laughs> because I. I see it as kind of staving off gluttony rather than going and getting some food and squirting sriracha on that because I'm craving that sriracha flavor. I just straight up take a little sip of that low calorie goodness and I'm not, you know, I'm not getting fat. Like I, I'm, I'm taking care of my body. I'm being frugal with my, uh, with my food. <laughs> Texans, I mean, man, Texans. It's, it's the same thing as somebody sucking on a Jolly Rancher, except I'm craving spicy and garlicky or whatever else instead of sweet, you know? Like, <laughs> whatever you have to tell yourself. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I mean, dude, like, I love... I y'all love judge me all day long. I don't, get, I don't give a crap what y'all think about me sipping on my sriracha. Like, I, I also got my water nearby. It's not like I'm chugging down sriracha, you know? I'm, you know? Look, we're reformed. We judge people. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nice. All my friends would have me say, I li like, I'm in College Station, I'm in a college town, and so with all the college churches around, uh, my, uh, a lot of my friends have a, a very poor view of Calvinism. Uh, like, e like, so, yeah, and I've had that discussion with uh, a couple of my close friends, and it's like, Bro, don't don't be looking bad on truth because a flawed human makes it look bad, you know. But at the same time, like I'm also also hesitant to claim that just because it's got such a poor view, and it's like, 
on top of that, I'm also not super familiar with every every aspect of Calvinism, but I do know that people who are of the uh, <clears throat> of the Reformed tradition, I guess, who who adhere to a lot of the Reformed theology, like I definitely, uh, I know that a lot of the those pastors, theologians, and teachers are truth speakers. So I'm okay with claiming Reformed, even though I'm not super intimately, um, super intimately. Uh, knowledgeable of all the uh, the different reformed uh, theology so it's all good let's get into some sports sorry yeah yeah <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to hijack that you know? um, it's all good but uh i i did have a thought though for another time on another podcast sorry what <laughs> uh you think we should start opening in prayer? You know, I mean, even though we, we don't necessarily focus on theology or Bible or verses or anything like that, you know, we are Christians, and that's that's something that we want to put out there. So, I mean, would you guys be down with getting into the habit of opening in prayer? Man, just put everybody on the spot. Seriously, like, while we're going live, you could ask this beforehand. <laughs> How are we supposed to say no to that? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured. I kind of figured. Like, I mean, like, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Keep it nice and short and sweet. I promise I ain't going to ramble. Uh, God, thank you for the opportunity to sit down here with my brothers, uh, Kevin, Rob, and JB. And I pray that we be nothing but edifying, speak nothing but truth, and uh, have fun tonight. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, Rob, what you got for us? I thought we'd start, as usual, with recaps. And, JB, I'm going to save you to the end. Please. To the end, Please. Um, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to start with Briggins because that game, offense was through the roof. But uh, I want your thoughts on that and the defense. Um, the craziest stat that I heard this week was, Based on where Alabama got the ball each possession, they had a possibility of gaining 764 yards. They gained 723 yards, <laughs> which means Ole Miss defense only prevented 41 yards in the entire game. That's a crazy – if they were playing against air, they would have only gotten 41 more yards. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just a crazy stat. Um, so the offense did what we thought it would do against a bad Ole Miss defense. The concerning part – was the defense. Now, we expected the defense to give us some points. Lane Kiffin is going to score some points. But it was the way they scored the points. It was the fact that we couldn't stop the run, and they just ran the ball down our throat. They were more physical than us at the point of attack. Um, it, there was missed assignments. And in my mind, it's the same mistakes we've seen since 2018. Three years in a row. We can't cover a running back out the backfield. We can't cover a tight end. It's just blown assignments from the safeties or the linebackers. I don't know who is on and, and whatever the defense is called, but it's between the linebackers and the safeties. Um, the corners are good. The corners are holding their own. Uh, but somewhere in the middle of that defense, there are some problems. And so I hope they get it corrected. This is a bad time to have those problems with Georgia coming to town. Um, but we'll see. <clears throat> Real quick, uh, in the pause, were you guys catching a hum through my mic at all? Like, not right now, but uh, up to this point? No. Okay, cool. Just 
double checking because I've got a uh, my room gets swampy whenever uh, I'm uh, I'm running my computer and doing stuff like video calling and things like that. So I got a fan under my table to uh, to keep me from uh, getting too stanky. It's the sriracha. No, it's not the sriracha. It is. You get it's, it's getting you it's getting you heated up. Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. With that, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I honestly did not pay too close attention to the game analytically, uh, and I didn't bother to go back and look at the stats and everything because I, uh, I've been kind of swamped this week. But I will say, Kellen Mond, two years in a row, saying that he's the best quarterback in the SEC is laughable and makes me embarrassed for him that he would say that and put himself on the spot like that when it's blatantly obvious statistically and just in watching him that that is not the truth. Um, but that game showed that if he were consistent and played to his maximum level all the time, he could be. Like, Saturday's game showed that Kellen Mond could be consistently played his best always but for some reason i don't know what it is he just has so much trouble doing that but then he still talks and acts like he's you know like saying that two years in a row especially last year when you're going up against the heisman and national champion joe burrow and saying i'm the best quarterback in the sec like it it's aggravating you know like to see what he's capable of and to see him, you know, talk a big game and then not produce, you know. So I guess that was my main takeaway from the game. Uh, also, that's how it should have ended eight years ago, our first game in the SEC, when Florida came to our house. And I remember it was close, and I don't remember why we lost, but I remember thinking we should have won that game, uh, and we got gypped. Uh, but a lot of the time, that's kind of how I feel on those close games. Um, and don't you guys dare say the word pylon to me. That still gets me, still gets me mad. Still gets me mad. If you're not getting the reference, it was our game against Clemson, not last year, but the year before. Uh, and that, mm. yeah, so, I remember. Yeah, you, yeah. you guys got robbed. You guys got robbed that game. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So that's my analysis. Kellen Mond could be the best quarterback in the SEC if he played like that all the time. So, anyway, that's my bet. So, Georgia-Tennessee. Tennessee scored off of a horrible, like, horrid <laughs> snap that ended, should have, could have ended in a safety, but instead couldn't recover it, and Tennessee recovered it, got the first seven points. The only other two touchdowns were offensive touchdowns that were – after penalties, they set them up. Georgia's defense shut Tennessee down, um, and but the thing is, is the second half, ten, Georgia destroyed Tennessee. They didn't score a point. Um, offense is looking better. Still not to where I want it yet, but I'm happy happy with it for now. Little concern going into the Alabama game, but we'll talk about it later. Um, but you know, I mean, we did it, and 
you know, moving on. Um, I will say this is going to upset some Tennessee fans, but although I thought it was stupid, still found it funny that George Pickens decided to spray water on Garantano. A lot of people were calling it classless. Got to say, it was kind of funny. Uh, stupid, <laughs> but funny. Um, so, just had to say it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, yeah. of all the things that he's done in the past or that other guys do, it's kind of harmless. Dumb because you get penalized, but, it's you know, it's not that big a deal. Tennessee I think, fans I think, calm down. I think it was a bigger deal because of his reputation. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, let's, you know, let's calm down a little bit, you know. It's, I agree his reputation is – but I'll take that over him, like, trying to punch a guy any day. Yeah. You know, I mean – Yeah. I think he's he's starting to calm down, but he's still young. He's still a little hot. I think, honestly, with Kyrus Jackson becoming the, the go-to guy right now, that may humble him a little bit. I'm hoping it will. Maybe he'll calm down and – I guarantee you he was running a lot after that. Oh, yeah. Kirby, Kirby was like, what it, Kirby said in the press conference at, uh, after the game, he was like, what are we, six and seven years old? He's like, you can't be doing this. I mean, it was. It was childish, but, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, it is what it is. So. Hopefully, hopefully he will uh, be a wise man and take that reproof and correction and learn. Hopefully um, so. Yeah. Because we can't, we can't do that stuff against Alabama. You can't have stupid mistakes. Mm. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll take the 15 yards. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> we don't need to give y'all's offense anything more. Man, and... shoot. I would volunteer myself to get punched to get 15 yards, <laughs> like legitimately. I'm wearing a bunch of pads, bro. You don't have to hit low to make it fe- make me feel it, you know. But, I mean, if you're going to hit low like that, you're definitely getting ejected. But, nah, like, for 15 yards, I'd volunteer myself to get punched. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Kentucky just out, like, killing Mississippi State. Mississippi State couldn't do crap. Mississippi State scored the same way Tennessee scored the first touchdown. But they said it was a, a, a safety. Bad snap to the punter. I got to give it to um, – uh, what's his name? The punter of Kentucky. Dude thought quickly and punted it out the back of the end zone before it could be recovered. That's genius. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen a couple times before. Like a quarterback will lose it rather than get it recovered. He'll bat it out the back of the end zone. Like it's definitely a, a high football IQ play for sure. Not yeah. one you want to be in, but but definitely. But I mean, like he just you know he's a punter, so his first inclination is to punt so he just straight up kicked the ball which was really smart Um, only two points Mississippi State scored all game (laughs) we had uh, South Carolina whooping Vanderbilt anybody surprised by that Vanderbilt Mm. got beat again 41 to 7 hey hey, they're opening our graduation rate and our GPA so (laughs) hey there we go (laughs) uh and finally, before JB, we had Missouri being LSU. How embarrassing. 45-41. to 41. The defending national champions lose to Missouri. Uh, all right, JB. You're up, man. Uh, uh, Arkansas won, but I yes, guess they did. Yes, Arkansas beat Auburn. 
They mm. outplayed them on every play, just about. <laughs> um, we'll just say that, yes, Arkansas beat Auburn, but they ended up with fewer points than Auburn for, for some ridiculously <laughs> strange reason. And I will get to that in just a second. Uh, Felipe Franks actually looks really good. He's been he's been uh, uh, getting better every week. He was 22 for 30 for 318 yards and four touchdowns. Um, he's he threw for twice as many touchdowns that Auburn did. Um, Traylon Smith uh, had uh, 21 carries for 81 yards. He's he's been looking really good. Um, still, that average is a little bit low because he's getting hit as soon as he touches the ball. Um, because our offensive line is built for the pass rush and not for the or the or the uh, pass blocking. And anyway, but we're getting better. We're getting better. Um, Devion Warren, five catches for hundred for ninety five yards. But let's get to the bad news. Um, we were up by one with I think ten seconds left on the clock and. Bo Nix takes a snap for Auburn and fumbles the snap, actually. And like an idiot, he picks up the ball and tries to spike it. Which, if he had any IQ of football, that's an automatic intentional grounding, right? But no, 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 no. What he does is he turns around and spikes it behind him, okay? Which is a fumble. Every single time, that is a fumble. Arkansas jumps on the ball. They call it an intentional grounding. They go to the replay booth, and they watch it a dozen times. We watch it a dozen times. Everybody knows that's a fumble. But the play stands. Why? Because it's Auburn against Arkansas. The SEC cannot allow the butt of the SEC to beat a powerhouse like Auburn. Uh, it, uh, has anybody suggested petitioning the SEC to overturn that win or the NCAA potentially? Because, like, there's, there's stuff like the whole pylon thing. Like, I can bark up and down all day long that we got robbed, and we did. But that was close enough that I understand that, you know, that was, you know, like that was it. You know, it was a wrong call. We lost the game. That's that. With something like that that is so blatantly obvious, like the uh, the botching of the interception rules in the NFL last season or two seasons ago, whatever that was, um, <clears throat> like – or I don't I don't remember what it was, but there was one one rule that they slightly tweaked or something like that, and and they they were just botching it six ways from Sunday, and all the analysts and everybody were like, how? Uh, but anyway, so like with that, that's so blatantly obvious. Arkansas recovered the ball, um, and how much time was left on the clock? How many timeouts were left? Do you remember? I, I think because, it was, I think it was 19 seconds, and Auburn had no timeouts. Okay, so with 19 seconds, no timeouts, Arkansas recovers. It's an incorrect ruling that's blatantly obvious to everybody. 
can you overturn that? Because, like, that's a guaranteed win situation. Arkansas recovers the ball. All you do is kneel it. You know, all you do is kneel it. And it's game over. You know, like. Yeah. I'll say this. JB, you know, you know, I, I'm rooting for you. It's Albert. I hate Albert. <laughs> Everything you said was true. Except this is the part they could not go back and overturn. The refs blew the whistle when they shouldn't have. They killed the play. That was what killed it. Once they blew the whistle, it's dead after that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure if they let it play out or no, recovered and then they didn't let it play yeah. out. They By stupid rule. Waving their arms, calling it calling it dead. Yeah. By, by stupid rule. That, that it was the correct call. Yeah, but they botched it. They, they need oh, to yeah. change that rule. Even if it's blown dead. If yeah. it's a fumble, well, it's a fumble. Right, but at the same time that, that brings in the, the play till the whistle blows. You know? Like if everybody knows play till the whistle blows. And if the whistle blows, you stop. Because if the whistle blows and you're like, This is a controversial play, I'm gonna go blast that guy. And then it turns out it wasn't controversial from the camera and everybody else's point of view, but it was from yours. You just blasted a guy, an innocent guy, maybe even not maliciously. You know, like, that. it's a very good rule. It's just there needs to be some sort of petition process to make an exception. You know, like, yeah, the like, so, but, I mean, also, JB, like, with the play getting blown dead, you yeah. don't know that Arkansas would have re- recovered. I mean, it might have been pretty obvious that they would have recovered. I-, I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I did see people talking about the whole botched call uh, and that Arkansas should have won, and, like, that sucks. But, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Even if if the refs just let it play out, if they could say, hey, it's a fumble and let it play out, the clock doesn't stop. Auburn didn't have a timeout, and they got to get the field goal unit out there. The game probably would have been over if they had just let it be a fumble. Yeah. They blew it dead. They stopped the clock for Auburn. And then in the review, they they let Auburn keep it because they accidentally blew it dead. It was all botched up by the refs. But and and to add insult to and then to add insult to injury, they ran the clock like eight seconds or something like JB. to give Arkansas zero chance of doing anything. <laughs> JB. Like despite that and how upsetting it is like to talk about i mean like well first of all ultimately like it's football it's unimportant it sucks you know and like to have struggled as much as you have in these past years and then to see it like you know go like that yeah it sucks but it is just football but i will say this you have got to know that that all like that arkansas team is going to be as fired up as tebow that one year they lost that opening game and then went undefeated the rest of the season because they know they got robbed they know they beat one of the premier teams in in the sec well i don't know i don't remember how auburn's doing right now but i know they're probably upper half for sure um but they beat a a team that's been better than them for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know that they've got to be fired up. And if that doesn't show itself in the rest of this season, I don't know what will. Like, if they had won that game, I think that might have almost been worse than losing that game. 
because with how close it was and with how much they got robbed and how obvious it was, they have got to have a massive, massive amount of righteous anger towards getting robbed. And and so... I hope you're like, right. I, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, like, just uh, hearing that, I am mad for you. And, yeah. like, I, I still hope we stomp Arkansas. It's probably not going to happen, you know, but... Uh, like it's probably going to go to overtime like it normally does, but, uh, which I, I don't know how that continues to happen unless Jerry is somehow rigging it. Like, because I mean, it's playing in his stadium. He's getting money for the game. Game does well. He does well. Well, I mean, uh, I you think, look at, you look think, at, the, it's, it's just a long, there's a lot of history with Arkansas at A&M. So I mean, right, you look at the, the iron boat, like the, with the how iron boat times. Well, it's, it's not. Like, it's not even about the rivalry. It's the fact that it's gone to overtime. Okay? Like, how do you orchestrate that? How does that happen? Like, I understand it being a knockdown, dragout, close game, but going to overtime, like, three or four out of the last seven or eight games, something like that? Yeah. Maybe it's less than that. Like, oh, I don't no, remember, it's, but... uh, it's at least three. It, may, it might be four. <laughs> Like right. No, that's crazy. that's my point. Like yeah. for it to be tied at the end of regulation that many times like over the the recent, you know, recent years of the rivalry. That's it's just it's nuts. Are, so, are, you, are you accusing Jerry Jones of having a Buffalo Wild Wings butt? They did that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that segment was anyway. brought to you by Alex Jones. Um, moving <laughs> on to <laughs> No, but ultimately my point is I think that this win, that loss will turn out better for your team than a win will because, like, just the amount of righteous anger that you get from getting robbed so blatantly like that and knowing that that's how good you are, yeah. that is going to all day have a better impact and a better hunger. You know, it's going to implant in them a better hunger. It's like, oh, we know we can do like, – it, it, it's giving them a chip on their shoulder. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and I have no doubt that this is a completely different team than the last two years. Um, and it, and it, it's crazy because, like, it, it's Sam Pittman's first year, and he's never been a head coach before. What was Chad Morris doing in these two years with these same athletes, these same guys? Like, <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is a completely different team. Uh, I, I didn't expect us to win one of the first three games that we've played and we have so um, I, I, I'm just I'm happy to be here man like the fat girl at the prom like they say um, yeah I just well yeah go ahead to to McKissick's point about being mad for you Briggins and I are too because we both share a hatred for Auburn so hmm. yeah you know Georgia and, now and when I saw it I was like there's the Auburn look right there yeah yep. Yep. What's that that John what's that that John Robert always says? He says I'd rather I'd rather have Auburn luck than Georgia good. Well I mean I always said I'd rather be lucky than good any day, but that's because yeah. you know, you're good, you can have bad days. If you're lucky, you're lucky. No, but to your other point about play uh, under petition, we see how that works in uh, major league baseball. Playing under petition just means oh, we're gonna slap the rest of the um, that made this call it does nothing no one cares they just play it under protest and then in the record books that game is a game that was played under protest 
no one cares. No one, yeah. Nothing ever does anything about it. They're never going to go back and change the result of the game because there's no way you can 100% say, well, very rarely could you 100% say that would have been an automatic win for that team. You can sometimes, yeah. but, you yeah. know. Well, so, what's funny maybe, is... Maybe, well, uh, I guess with the slap on the wrist thing real quick, uh, maybe if we impacted refs with fines... Uh, for stuff like that, you know, and maybe not anything outrageous, but enough to be like, oh, you know, I better but, get that right. But, but there's, I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote the famous um, great theologian Ron White. Um, you can't fix stupid. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not a theologian, but I know. JB, if if something threatens your livelihood, like if it's like. Somebody's stupid, and they get enough of these wrong calls. Yeah, that that it threatens, maybe not threatens their livelihood, but it's like, oh, that's a significant impact on my paycheck. You know, like at the very least, they'll start doing, they'll either start doing what they should be doing, or they'll quit their job. So, well, the the problem you have is the refs have collective power, mm. right? So they have unions. And they stick together, and they will never go for being fined or being called out or having the fact that they missed a call put out there. I mean, they, they just they block all of those things because they are threatened to walk off. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind yeah. of how they, that's how, kind of how the other side works, and they control these things. And but what you would think, yeah, man, just ultimately, fire that ref, man. They they come together and. I mean that that would definitely make it more difficult and probably not worth the NCAA's or SEC's time or whoever's. But ultimately, they're the ones with the money. So if if you press it enough, well, I'm pretty sure you can you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I do want to talk about the Georgia and Bama game, but first I just want to hit on SEC defense this year. Like, where has the, what defense? Yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I, okay, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a homer here, but aside from a couple teams here, like the defense in the SEC is struggling this year. Offense, shoot, like offense is shooting like crazy, but like Florida was supposedly supposed to have one of the top defenses in the country. Where have they been? Like. I mean, I'll give the credit to Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, who may be the best tight end in the country right now. But maybe, maybe we, uh, I mean, like, usually SEC games, at least amongst the better teams, are knocked down, drag out, like, lower scoring games. But maybe this is just kind of highlighted. I mean, maybe it's an up season for offense and a down season for defense. But that's potentially exacerbated by the fact that we're not playing anybody outside the SEC who may not necessarily have as good offense or as good defense as the SEC teams usually do. Like, we're not playing our cupcake games, so our defense isn't looking as good there, but also we're not playing our, you know, higher-tier non-conference games, so that, that might have an impact. Yeah, I just never thought that I'd see the day that Alabama would give up. What was the total yardage they gave up? Like six hundred and something. 
Yeah, I mean, like, that's not a knock on Alabama. I mean, Florida's doing it. Uh, LSU's doing it. I'm just saying I never thought I'd see the day they give up that many yards. Wasn't yeah. that a, a record of how much they've ever given up in history? It, it was. Yeah. Like, I just I, I never thought I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you guys ever listen to College Football Nerds on YouTube or podcast? Occasionally. Yeah. Not often. Yeah, so they broke, They had a whole episode dedicated to this, and I kind of agree with their thesis. And it, it pretty comes down to COVID. Um, mm. You take out spring ball, and then with a limited fall, the way offenses and defenses have evolved, offenses become way more simplified. And, and offenses can mispractice and not have contact and be very, very good efficient still uh, with less practice, whereas defense, I mean, you need to tackle. I mean, Alabama was missing. They missed like 30-something tackles in that game. It was bad. Um, and, and and also, I mean, offenses are already ahead of defenses. If you, ha- if you go back 10 years and you reverse it and you pick COVID happens 10 years, the defenses would be ahead of the offenses because – 10 years ago, the quarterback had to come to the line. He had to, you know, uh, go through all his progressions, make all his checks, make all his calls. If he doesn't have practice and everything, he's going to struggle. Well, now he just looks to the sideline, gets the cue card from the coach, and he runs a one-read play, you know, based on what the defense is in. And so it's a lot simpler for the offense to run and be effective in this with less practice time as opposed to defenses that are being stretched out by all these spread offenses. Um, and so when, when you look at the fact that I think they said 14 – well, it's only 14 teams. I think, you know, 10, 10 of the 14 SEC teams are averaging giving up eight point uh, – at over eight yards per attempt in the past game. When just last year, I think it was only four teams allowed that. So you're talking about a major swing in one season. So what's the difference? It, it's got to be COVID-related, um, along with turnover. Now, Georgia's right. good. Why is Georgia really good? They brought almost everybody back from their defense, mm. right? Um, LSU, tons of turnover, lots of new faces. Alabama, the whole secondary is almost new, right? Uh and so you got all these teams with turnover on the defense side of the ball with no spring practice to get the fundamentals down, no summer, really, and somewhat limited fall. And then you say, hey, go play all SEC games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there's no cupcakes to get to work the kinks out. There's just nothing. From day one, you get SEC games. And so yeah. we're, saying, we're saying the offense is be ahead of the defenses right now. Yeah, that makes well, a lot of sense. No- no cupcakes except for Vandy. <laughs> except for Vandy. If we could yeah, all and, open up with Vandy. And, yeah. And uh, somehow we still managed to make that one a close one at home. Like, I still I still cannot get over how many times we put the ball on the ground and just bad passes and bad catches. <laughs> like, our offense looked like trash that game. You know, but it's, it's the yeah. old saying, though. You play to the level of your competition. So... I mean, I, I well, I, I see a- your face. A&M, but, but, A&M does tend to do that. Uh, but, I mean, speaking as, uh, as some, an ath- from an athlete, like, 
not saying that y'all aren't, but my perspective, like, I used to do that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> suggest that y'all aren't. <laughs> All right, yeah. then. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I got, but let me get my foot out of my mouth for a minute. No, um, no, 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 but just, like, my perspective for me personally, I used to do that, not intentionally. You don't do it on purpose, but it's a natural thing, like, I felt I always played my best against the toughest competition because I felt the natural, like, like I had to. But it was like, it was almost like some of the teams that were you were supposed to beat up on, it was like you almost couldn't get in the rhythm that you needed to. Yeah. They're a lot lower. I mean, me personally, I didn't play like that. Like, I, I'm competitive, you know, and I definitely want to win. And I'm gonna give my, uh, you know, I'm gonna give my best at least most of the time. Like sometimes, you know, you just have those off days, and it's just like you're not feeling it, and you're trying, and you gotta try harder to do less, you know. Um, but playing harder teams and knowing we were going up against harder teams, like I didn't feel that pressure to. I mean, well, I only played team sports a couple of years. Like, I played baseball two years, I played soccer one year, and then I played football two years, and then the rest of that time was martial arts, so it was all individual. But um, knowing that I was going up against somebody harder didn't really, like, change the way that I played. I still did what I did, you know? And, like, I still put in my effort. Like, so I guess maybe that's, that's common and maybe I'm an anomaly, you know, or maybe it's just an individual basis. Um, but yeah, that, that was just me though. Like, I mean, like I know some people do play to the level of their competition, but I did. Well, I wasn't even saying it on a psychological level. Like, I'm not saying you sit there and think, Oh, I don't have to play as hard for this game where I got to play harder for this game. I simply meant that like it, it becomes to some extent, it can become an involuntary thing yeah. because it's like you get into this rhythm, uh, playing your normal games or your level up games um, you, you just get in the rhythm of playing. But for me, I would get in the, specifically speaking of basketball, I would get in the, like, I would start thinking too much when I played to competition that I was supposed to beat. Yeah. And in basketball, when you, when you think and you don't react, that's when you play, tend to play bad or make mistakes. When you just react based on what you already know, you don't, you don't overthink that's when you play well so that's kind of where i was coming from with that but okay um yeah uh, interesting statistic um when's the last time arkansas and texas a&m were both in the top 50 in the country in defense i'm gonna guess sometime in the late 80s or early (laughs) 90s So, like, the defense all over is down. <laughs> so, when Arkansas and A&M are, are, are looking good on defense compared to everybody else. So, um, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I mean, like, I know I know our defense hasn't been bad, but I haven't been paying that close attention to, like, how well we're doing. Like, I, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Like, I've been distracted. I've had a lot going on. Um, but also just being, you know, a little bit, downtrodden about all the all the concessions and everything and all the nonsense going on and and uh you know prevalence of things in sports and whatnot and just like i've been way less excited about this season just because of everything else going on in the world uh and in my personal life so i haven't been paying as close attention uh to that 
Oh, yeah. Total defense, total yards, scoring defense. Uh, we're, 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 we're among the top you know, 30 and 40 in the country, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, we've also got a lot less competition because other, uh, you know, all the other conferences are out, but at the same time, you that's, know. That's true. At the same time, though, like, our conference has generally been a, uh, a, uh, a whatchamacallit. Uh, uh, powerhouse? Yeah, powerhouse, <laughs> you know, de- defensive. We, we, the SEC is the defensive conference. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I agree, though. It's probably probably COVID-related. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to get straight into Georgia-Bama, but I think I'm going to wait um, until the end of the picks to do that so that we can kind of just hit it at one time. Um, so I was just going to go straight into picks unless y'all had something else you wanted to discuss. All right, let's get into it. Um start with Auburn and South Carolina. We got Auburn as a three-point favorite um, on the road, and the over-under is 51-and-a-half. Briggins, what, what you think on this one? Man, this is a tough one. I think South Carolina's a better team than they've kind of shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. They, I mean, they're kind of one of those teams that's hard to figure out. They're not bad, but they're not good. <laughs> um, Auburn on the road, you know, you don't know what Auburn is going to be. Bo Nix is so inconsistent, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna go with the luck of the Auburn Tigers to keep going. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Christina Aguilera. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and chime in on that one, uh, and maybe this is just because I'm still mad, uh, or I'm annoyed about how last week played out but at the same time in in the past south carolina has uh had their flashes of brilliance in their crap seasons and i think that after after the way that last week played out i'm gonna go with with south carolina and a game that close i mean might as well might as well pick the team that i want to win especially you know especially when i haven't paid that close attention to to football this season, so yeah. No way, I'm gonna switch my pick. I agree, South Carolina, because I like the quarterback. Um, and I think yeah. all the defense is vulnerable. I mean, okay, not nothing against Fleet Bay Franks, but he had a career day against them. <laughs> now, are y'all are y'all taking the over or under on this one? Ooh, what's what's? Ooh, I, I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, like, I take the over. Sure. I yeah. mean, like, as bad as defenses okay. have been and, yeah. like, as wrong as I was last week, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Over. Over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, JB? Um, I'm on t- I-, I, have to, I have to believe that what happened last week with Auburn basically losing to Arkansas um, played play a big role in Vegas um, uh, on this uh, spread here because I would have thought that they would have been – favored by more than three and a half points even on the road um i've, I've got to go with auburn on that and i'll take that over all right i'm i was gonna pick auburn but i think i'm gonna pick South Carolina too i like as much as i've given him beef that being mike bobo um still a little you know from 
the Georgia days, but uh, you know, he, he is a quarterbacks coach. Even though he's a novice quarterback, he's a quarterbacks coach, and he's used to coaching with his quarterback. He's had the experience. I think they're going to continue to get better together, and I think this week Auburn's r- luck doesn't ring two weeks in a row. I think South Carolina wins. I'll take the over on that as well. Did you? What did you? You took the over, mm-hmm. didn't you, JV? Okay. Real as quick, if we're keeping um, score on are that. you guys? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was I was about to ask. Have we been keeping no, track? No, but I had. Uh, I, I was thinking been... that last week. I want to go back and listen to them and um, and yeah. do like uh, Game okay. Day does, where they keep track of who's 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 uh, leading on yeah. the year, and then we can look at the guest pickers too. So, yeah, kind yeah, of like our I, uh, version of Super Dogs. <laughs> I I like I really do miss uh, the uh, the picks, like the pick post in the in the actual tavern, you know, and getting everybody involved in yeah. it. Um, I so think right consuming. now, you know, like. Just yeah, just because we've missed out and because of how time consuming it is, uh, I think if if you could go back and and uh, listen to the cast and and get our picks in, I mean, and I haven't even been in there the whole time, so you can leave me out, um, or you could keep track of mine for percentages or whatever. But uh, but yeah, no, I think that would be fun to keep track of and see who's just got the better football with and post and post them on the I mean, tavern think, and get people to vote. Like, who do you think is going to win? You know, like can, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Anyway. So. All right. Mm. Next we got A&M and Mississippi state and it was a six and a half spread. It is now a five even spread for A&M. Okay. Uh, James, I'll let you start on this one. That's, that's your game. Yeah. yeah, I figure my Aggies are gonna win. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it's uh probable, but uh who is who's Mississippi State played so far and what's their record? Real quick. They are what one, one and two. two. They beat uh they beat LSU exactly. who, who hasn't this year. Um Right. Lost to Kentucky and to Arkansas. Arkansas. Right, exactly. And I think we're better than both of them. Like I was I was thinking a uh, I was thinking that Mississippi State was a bit middling in the SEC this year, and I figure coming off that win over Florida, I mean maybe Florida is one of the middling teams this year, but coming off of that win and getting that bump back in the rankings and getting our feet under us and falling in stride, I think that that we're going to take that game and honestly I think we're going to beat the spread too, like because we were you said we were five point favorites right? Correct. Right, yeah, I think we're going to beat the spread also. Uh, now, uh, if Kellen Mond decides to go back to his inconsistent ways, then uh, I could be terribly wrong. But uh, hopefully hopefully last week was an indicator of falling into his stride finally, um, and our offense is able to keep it going. What's the, what's the over? Was over under 54 and a half. Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, I'll take the under. Uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, I'll take the under. <laughs> JV. Um, yeah, uh, I'll take I'll take Texas A and M. I'll take them on the points. And uh, gosh, I'll take the under on that because Mississippi State has proved that they can't score points against teams that have defenses. Um, I don't know I don't know how they did it against LSU, <laughs> but. 
Um, that was a that was crazy. Um, Mississippi State actually put up a lot of yards against Arkansas, but we just kept turning the ball over on them. So it was like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't know what what they're doing in Starkville. Um, it, it, I mean. <laughs> It's a first-year coach. I mean, every, a lot of these teams are, are, are first-year coaches. So, I mean, I, you just don't know what to expect. But I, I, I expect They're, them to lose to A&M. Um, so, anyway. First-year coaches is in first-year with a program or first-year as program. I mean, it's Mike Leach. I mean, he's, okay. he's not – yeah, he, it's oh, not okay. like he's <laughs> nobody. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I forgot I forgot Leach was with uh, yeah. State now. Uh do they cover and, and – Yeah, I said under? I'll take them on the points and I'll go under. Okay. All right, under. All right. Reagans? Yeah, this is kind of tricky to me because my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, Texas A&M by a long shot, but that spread being so low, I was like, what does Vegas know that I'm not thinking of, <laughs> right? Um, Kellen Mond's inconsistency, that's what they know. Coming off the high of the Florida game and also – Florida and Alabama had a lot of success throwing the ball against AM. So I'm going to still pick AM to win because I, I think they can uh, I think they can run the ball and uh, control the clock. The over-under, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to go slightly over. Slightly over. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. The the kind of feelings from the Florida game. I'm going to take A and M to cover, but um, I'm going to say they win by six seven. So they they cover just barely, um, but but not not by a ton. And I'm going to take the under. I I don't. Stage does not scoring a whole lot. I think A and M will score a decent amount, but. I, I, I would take the under on that one. Um, <clears throat> next, we got Ole Miss and Arkansas. Maybe. You're going to put me on the spot. Okay. Um, yeah, this one's a tough one. Oh, it is a two-point spread for yeah. Ole Miss. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and make this easy, JB. Oh, Pick I, your am, boys. I am. All right. They mad after last week. They, it's a low spread. You know. Hold on. Hold on. The yeah. over-under, 76. <laughs> It's a two a a two point uh, spread. You know, yeah, two point With the spread. Over under seventy six. Oh my gosh, thirty 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 <laughs> four to thirty two. No 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 thirty thirty eight no, to. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah no. Huh. Yeah um yeah I'm I'm picking Arkansas um <laughs> one and a half uh, two, uh, two point dogs at home after last week. That yeah, and and with mm-hmm. and with Lane Kiffin uh, doing Arkansas the way he did last year, um, um, yeah, I'm I'm going Arkansas, and uh, obviously they're going to cover the two point spread. Well, I guess it's not that obvious. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could win by one, but still, uh, well, if they win, they cover the spread. And I'm going under on that, man. I don't <laughs> see them scoring that many points, man. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm a parrot JB okay. right there. They win. <laughs> They cover, and the, it's the under. All right. Briggins. Yeah, I'm going to Hogs to win. Um, Ole Miss's run defense is horrendous. 
Uh, Sam Pittman's done a great job. I'm going Arkansas. But Lane Kiffin's going to score some points. Yeah. But Ole Miss can't stop Arkansas from scoring points. So I'm taking uh, Arkansas to win outright, and I'm going with the over. All right. Mm, okay. <sighs> this one is tough for me. Yeah, I, I was back and forth on it. Um, just because the, the, the thing, the most difficult part for me on this one was the amount that Ole Miss scored on Alabama. And I'm having a hard time as, as impressed as I am with Arkansas and how, like, I, I mean, I love Sam Pittman. I want them to do great. Um, I, I just don't think their defense is better than Alabama's necessarily. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go the other way on this one. I think I'm going to have to take all this. Um, I don't want to, <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely don't want to pick the lane train. Ole Miss's uh, defense was slightly better than air against Alabama. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> can Felipe Franks really score that many points to outdo their offense? That's that's what I'm. He's like. Man, Ole Miss is bad on defense. They're they bad. are, but how much can they contain Ole Miss's well, offense, and can they outscore them? That, yeah, that's, but, my, that's where I'm – Right, yeah, no, but, I mean, JB was saying uh, your boys are in the top 50. I don't know how many teams are playing this uh, this year, <laughs> uh, but they in the top 50, so uh, – Yeah, but I, I'm going to take Ole Miss to – I mean, shoot, to cover the two points. I mean, if they, if they win and they don't cover two points, and – well, then my pick is just garbage anyway because if I only won by one point, like, but, uh, or, you know, even, but, um, I'm going to take the under on this. I, I think, I don't know, man. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take the over. I, I think, I, I, I can't, I, this one's so hard for me. I, like, it's, it's such a toss up. I feel like I can go either way. But, uh, here we are. Um, the, the other two games have been canceled Florida, LSU Missouri Vandy so we obviously won't pick those yet until they play so we'll go <laughs> <laughs> well uh, we'll go U- uh, Kentucky versus Tennessee Tennessee is a six point favorite with an over under 46 McKissick you said Tennessee who? I'm sorry, I blanked. Kentucky. Tennessee, Kentucky. And uh, you said the over-under was how much? And the spread was? Six-point six spread, over-under 46. Who's favored? Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to pick them to cover. Uh, and then you said, I'm sorry. 46. Uh, 46. Uh, I'll take the over on that. And uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee is the home team, so the six okay. points. I mean, yeah. so they're basically a three-point favorite because you get the kind of get the three for being a home team. Okay. Uh, so yeah, win cover and over. Yeah, that's that's my pick. All right, JB. Well, uh, I have not had very good luck picking against Tennessee over the last couple of years. <laughs> um. But I, I always want to because they low down, they dirty, and they some snitches. 
but, you know, I've, 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 in that ugly, in that in that Naley Stadium. But looks like a looks looks like looks garbage, like a pumpkin, and I hate pumpkins. Looks like a garbage truckers workers convention. Instead of a pumpkin orange, you know that orange. And I hate pumpkins. It's the best interview I've heard hey. all year. Hey man. I will say though that orange is way better than burnt orange. You know what I'm talking about. I disagree. Yeah, I we, we would like to agree with you, but no, no, that bright neon orange is hard. <laughs> it is awful. I mean, isn't it basically the same orange as no. as, uh, as Florida? They just balance it with that blue. I mean, it's no, a little bit brighter, but it yeah. is so bright it hurts your eyes. Like it's it, awful. It's, yeah, it's it's like it's worse. <laughs> It's Almost worse yellow. than hunter orange. To, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you could go out in the deer woods and, and blind people. So, um, all, right. <clears throat> all right, let's continue. With uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, puke pumpkin orange, um, and I say they cover, and I say the I will go with the under on it because both of them have pretty good defense. Uh, I could see this being a little scoring game, but I think Tennessee wins. Um, Fairly easily. I mean, maybe by 10, but anyway. All right, Briggins. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee to win, Tennessee to cover. Um, and I will take the – I'll take the under. I do think it's going to be a def- defensive game. Okay. I'll take Tennessee. I'll take the points. Uh, I'm with JB. I think it's going to be more like 10 points. Um and uh, I don't know about the over under. You got two choices. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take the over on that. I'll go take a chance there. And finally, we have Georgia and Bama. So to start with, well, I'll give the this. Um, break down a stats comparison in a minute. Okay. Um, but Bama is a four and a half point favorite at home with an over under 56. So I will start with you, JB. Are y'all not, are y'all not going to go back and forth to this? I was looking forward to that. Um, I'm y'all okay. Pick okay. I got you. Um, I'm going to go with Bama. Um, <laughs> It's tough, man. I just, at this point, I just, I can't. If they're playing at Georgia, I mean, I, I might have a different thing to say, but I'm going to go with Bama. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I, I say they cover. It's four, is it four points? Four and a half. Four and okay, a half. Yeah, so. four, four and a half. And I say I'm going to go with the over on the, on the uh, over under. All right, James. <clears throat> I was pulling up the game so I could look at it, so I didn't have to ask you to repeat it again. Like, my, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be straight up honest. My mind has been all over the place today, and I've not been able to focus. Uh, I don't know why, um, but yeah. So, <laughs> uh, spread was four and a half. Uh, Bama favored at home. What was the over 56. under? 56. Um, 
Who's Georgia played so far? Arkansas, Auburn, and uh, Tennessee. And they're 3-0? Correct. And then Bama's played us, Van- Vandy, right? And then, Mm-mm. oh, they haven't played Vandy? Who'd they play? Pennsylvania, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Oh, okay. Well, let the record show that Arkansas beat Georgia in half a game. Just saying. <laughs> so go ahead. Go to Tennessee. That's true. Hmm. Too bad half. My games. my gut my gut is telling me to pick Alabama, um, but I kind of want to pick Georgia. Like, we all want I don't to know. pick Georgia There's... except well, well, no, like, and it's not even like, it's not even like, uh, oh, I really want Georgia. Nobody wants to be wrong. Like, so, <laughs> I think, I think my two least favorite teams in the SEC are, uh, are Georgia and Alabama. And that's, and that's probably born out of the fact that they've been the two main powerhouses of the SEC, at least in recent history. I mean, LSU had their flash in the pan last year, um, but or I mean I guess not flash in the pan. It was a couple of years, but um, I think mainly when people think of the powerhouses of the SEC, the first two teams that come to not, come to mind are Alabama and Georgia. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. I I think I'm gonna go with Alabama. I'm just gonna go with Bama. I'm gonna say they don't cover uh, the spread, and um, I'm gonna take the over. All right. Um, so, first, AV, I will say um, Arkansas and whoever gets beat by Georgia, let's just let the record show that anybody that gets beat by Georgia this year is being beat by the four-string quarterback. So I'm tired of hearing about the uh, Georgia and the second-string quarterback being the Achilles heel because <laughs> we're starting our four-string quarterback. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and give this breakdown of the stats um, this is actually, I saw this today by Sarah down South. It's Alabama's offense versus Georgia's defense. And I thought this was a really cool breakdown scoring points per game, 51 for Alabama, 12.3 is allowed for, for Georgia total yards per game, 560.3 allowed by Georgia total 236.7. Um, yards per play, 8.66. Yards allowed by Georgia per play, 3.7. Rush yards per game, 175.3. Georgia averages 38.3 allowed per game. Um, pass yards per game, 385 for Alabama, 198.3 for Georgia's defense. Uh, yards per Attempt, 12.7 versus 5.2. Completion percentage, 78%. Georgia allows 55.7%. Um, third down percentage. Here's the one that is is a cra- really crazy stat. Alabama converts 64.5% so far of their third down conversions. Georgia allows 28.3% on third down. Um, and then first downs per game, Alabama gets 27, and Georgia allows 14.3. So 
this game for me is <laughs> it's it's so tough because in my heart I want to pick Georgia, um, but I'm not. Uh, I'm going to pick Alabama in this game, and here's the reason why. Georgia has yet to get over the hump to beat Alabama. They have the talent. They are. They have the defense. I would even say that they have good enough offense. Will they? Don't know. Um, but for my official pick, I'm not going to pick my own team until they actually do. Now, however, if Georgia plays Alabama more than once this year, I do think Georgia will be beat Bama. I just don't know whether it'll be this game, SEC championship, playoffs. I mean, shoot, there's a very small percentage chance that Georgia could play Alabama three times this year. Think about that. Yeah, I don't think it's small. I mean, if they split in the regular season SC championship game, that's the only loss for both teams. They both get in the playoff. Yeah, it all depends on the other conferences, how they break down. But we all know that Oklahoma's done, as usual. They're never, they don't, we, we, it's all about Heisman for them. But this is why Heisman means nothing to me. Oklahoma gets how many Heisman guys, but what do they do with it? <laughs> no yeah. one cares. That's why I don't care about the Heisman talk. When everybody's talking about Joe Burrow last year, I'm like, cool, great for him. That's awesome. And the team actually won a championship, though. That's great. But had LSU not won the championship, no one would have cared that he won the Heisman. That's my that's my point about the Heisman race. That's why it doesn't mean that much to me. Who is Troy but, Smith, anyway? <laughs> nice. Um, so, I will take Bama. I think they cover because it's only four and a half. I mean, shoot. Um, and I will take – I will actually take the over on that because that's not – 56 is really not that much. I think Georgia contains Alabama's offense, but not enough. I think they get just enough to beat them. Briggins, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, this game is really tough for me. And uh, I really don't know which way to go with it. I can see Georgia, because as an Alabama fan, I look at my own team and I see our own holes, right? I see the holes on defense. And it wasn't just always Lane Kiffin. It's the same holes that have been there for three years. And if Georgia's smart, and this thing, we – we're good on the outsides. We're weak in the middle, like I was saying earlier. Stetson Bennett is better throwing in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. He's better hitting that quick slant, that tight end, you know, hitting the running back out the backfield. Those are throws he's comfortable with. If we're going to give him those, that's that's what he wants. And so that kind of worries me that that's where we struggle, but that's where he's good. Um, Georgia's defense reminds me of Alabama's 2008-2009 type defense. Um, aggressive, good at each level, and I think if I'm if I'm Kirby Smart, I do the Alabama with Clemson does to Alabama. You put your safeties back. You say you're not going to get the home run. I'm gonna make you drive down the field, and when I get in the red zone, I'm gonna clamp down. Right? Just don't get Alabama in a big play. I think that's what Kirby's gonna do, <laughs> Smart. And we can't run the ball. I don't think we can run on Georgia. I really don't. So are we selling for field goals inside the 20 like we do against Clemson? Possibly. Um, so, I mean, with all of that said, I really don't, like I say, I, I look at it from the negative side because I see what Georgia's strength against Alabama. But Alabama's at home. 
I do think it's the best offense we've had. It's hard to see Stetson Bennett beating Alabama. So I'm going to go a low-scoring game, lower than what people think. I think Georgia's defense is going to give Alabama a lot of problems. There's going to be a lot of field goals. But I think Alabama's going to win, and they're going to barely cover. And so that's what I would go with. But it's, yeah. I can see it going the other way just as easily. I, I, yeah, I agree. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my pick, but I'm gonna take the under because I think that Georgia's defense is gonna do enough. But I think that you're right; it's gonna be hard for Stetson to score. The key for both, like I think, the key for both teams is who can establish the run. Yeah. Because that's gonna open up the pass game. Whoever yeah. can establish the run better is going to win this game. Yeah, but I, honestly, if, if Alabama's smart, well, they, I'm going to say they're, they're smart. Because as Alabama fans, we always want to say run the ball. And they mm, don't. Run the ball. They will throw it. Yeah, run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but they can. They are content with saying, we're just going to throw it, right? And it frustrates us, but that's what they're good at. Um, I don't think the, I, the old Alabama would have tried to establish the run, establish the run, establish the run, and then play action, get it going and wear them down. Smash mouth. They don't do that anymore. You know, um, that's the way Georgia plays. And I think that's what Georgia's going to do. Um, and I'm worried because we haven't stopped the run very well. And I think Georgia's, Georgia to this point has not had a lot of success running the ball, but they've had enough. Um, and I think they can have more if we continue to play the way we play. And that's what worries me. Um, yeah, the, Georgia's offense is starting to get more and more push up front to allow the. Um, especially in the second half, to allow the running game. But th- I think the biggest difference for Georgia's defense this year from last year, because it's it's a lot of the same unit. It's yeah. mostly the same unit. But the biggest difference this year, you bring back the same players. Last year, our pass rush sucked. Look at it so far this year. Yep. Look how much pressure we got on Tennessee. We yeah. got a lot on Auburn, too, but especially on Tennessee. Yeah. And you know, Garantano is like absolutely garbage with any kind of pressure. But he is. I mean, that's why I say like Tennessee, not a bad team. If they had a quarterback to handle any kind of pressure, they might actually have some success this year. Yep. But <laughs> I could have told Tennessee fans from the beginning when they got Cade Mays, you don't want to put him on the outside of the line. He sucks at tackle. Yeah. He's t- he these these fast ends will blow right by him. And so he to get the jump on him, a lot of times he gets that false start call. You put him inside at guard, he, you get that beef inside, you don't have that problem. The, the speed is not the, the problem on the inside. The speed is the problem on the end. And so, but their offensive line, as good as it's supposed to be, it's good, but it's not as great as... Yeah, this thing, their offensive line is good uh, in the run game. Yeah. But you can't run on Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama – I'm not a Najee Harris fan. I mean, I love him because <laughs> he wears red and white. But from a talent pers- – I don't I don't see what everybody else sees. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to run at all <laughs> against Georgia. I don't think we're going to have much success at all. I think it's going to be yeah. all – they're going to use the run – the pass game as a run game. You know, short wide receiver screens, you know. But us lining up and just running the ball at Georgia, that's not going to happen. Too good. Too good. You know? Yeah, so I think, I mean, this is – it's such a – 
it's such a tough game to predict, and I think it could easily go either way. Yep. I mean, I, I know I know JB was wanting a, a big debate, but I, I just I, I don't have enough confidence either way to to nope. make a. I'm just and, making a pick and sticking with it because that's all I can do. And, and think about the previous two times we played Georgia, we've had horrible first halves. We sucked, and it's taken a backup quarterback to come into the game and give us a spark. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that happens this time. I mean, does Georgia finally play a complete game against Alabama? I think this time, honestly, and I may eat my own words, but I think if Georgia gets a lead in the first half by two touchdowns, not saying it'll happen, but if they do again, I don't think Alabama can come back this time. Yeah. I don't think a, a, I don't think that a um, Bryce Young can be the difference maker this time. Yeah. There's just too much with Georgia's defense right now to make up that difference to really yeah. like, but you know, I could be wrong. So yeah. And, and I'll, I'll give, I feel like we, I've disrespected Mac Jones by not even mentioning, but I think Mac, he's better than Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts can read defenses. Uh, True. And I think he's playing better than Tua because Tua just always looked for home run balls a lot. And he ended up holding on to And Mac is more content with taking what the defense is giving. He and doesn't make, make mistakes. He doesn't make yeah. mistakes. And he's taking what the, he, he'll hit the check down where Tua would constantly try to go for the deep ball. Um, and that's and what so, I love about Stetson is he doesn't make mistakes and he's just confident. Yeah. The guy just goes out there with no fear and plays confident. And that's, that's why I like him. Like, did I ever think he was going to be starting for Agno? Like, <laughs> not, I mean, I always knew he had talent, but he's shown me more than I ever thought he had. Yeah. You know, when you got and, signed, I laughed when you brought him back. I was like, ah, oh, he signed Stetson Bennett again. Ah, uh, but hey, the man. kid just has a ton he's, of heart, and I love yeah, it. He's, he's saving you guys because Matt the, is the mailman. Yeah, yeah. So the mailman's making deliveries. See, that's yeah, that's is. what's scary about uh, Alabama's offense is historically they've had their most success with quarterbacks that don't make mistakes. I mean, you look at the AJ McCarrens, man. Like uh, now they've got a guy that can actually throw the ball and read defenses, and he doesn't make mistakes. Like. Uh, yeah. and, and I mean, it's 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 scary to to see that offense now. This, this, yeah, you're right. This is what I will say. This one credit I will give Mac Jones. As Auburn's defense last year was pretty good, and he lit them up. I mean, he threw the two pick sixes, but he still had a lot of success. Then they played Michigan in the bowl game. Michigan's defense was good. He had a lot of success. So he's had success against good defense. It's not just Ole Miss and directional school. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so torn on this game because I respect Georgia's defense so much. And I don't respect our defense at all right now. <laughs> so that's that's kind of where I am. Like If our defense yeah. tap, show up, I think, oh, yeah, we win. But they play yeah. kind of how I've seen them play the last three years where they just have busted coverages and they look like they don't know what they're doing. They're out of position. They're looking at each other. Then it's going to be a long game. Yep. So. 
I don't think I can end this show without saying that um, Clayton Kershaw lost his first career game against the Atlanta Braves today. Just got to throw that out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go Braves. <laughs> That's the one thing we can all Yes, sir. <laughs> most, most of us. Most of us. Most of us. <clears throat> yeah, most except of for us. the Texan in here. Uh, yeah, exactly. except he did, he doesn't even know his own teams in the ALCS. Hey, so. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I could – I don't give a rip about baseball. But the Astros are my hometown team. And so, like, I'll stick up for them when people are picking on them. I huh. – huh. Fair, like, Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, for those who are listening to the cast, Briggins just went and grabbed the trash can. And they brought the trash cans on. back out. They, they won two games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, Briggins yeah. – Thanks for coming back, Briggins. Yeah, man, man, it was good to do this again. Like I said, I haven't done my own show, so it was good. Yeah, we need to get you back on here and and get Jr. on again and have another have another uh, LeBron MJ debate. Uh, yeah, bring him on. He's gonna think because some kind of way since LeBron got a fourth ring in a controlled environment, all of a sudden that pits him past Jordan. Like, man, he beat Jimmy Butler. That's going to be the argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for that argument. Like, oh, man. Yeah. How, how, how does taking longer, 17 years to win four rings, how is taking longer to accomplish less yeah. rings? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. So, yeah. yeah. Bring them on. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I don't think I've got any more. Y'all got anything else? Nope. All right, well, just remember, brothers, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in the tavern.